Yeah, I feel like I'm uh, playing pretty well. This is really the first time I could remember since probably college where I played pretty good in the fall. I don't know why. For whatever reason, the fall was always kind of tough for me. So um, it was really good going to the offseason, feeling like my game was in a good spot and not really having to fix a ton of stuff, just trying to improve on the stuff I've been improving on. And uh, I feel pretty good going into the new year. Kind of improving on the stuff I've been improving on throughout the year. A lot of short game work, um, some different stuff off the tee. I mean, I pretty much – I don't ever really get too focused on one area. I feel like if you get overly focused on a certain aspect, you're going to start to lose somewhere else. So, for me, I'm just trying to gradually get better at pretty much all aspects of the game. I don't really feel like there's, you know, one part that I need to work crazy hard on. I just need to keep making those incremental improvements. You know, I don't really look too far ahead, so if you were to tell me, you know, half the things I accomplished on tour since then, I probably wouldn't believe you with that. It's just you don't really know where the the next day's coming, and um, for me, I'm just out here playing and enjoying myself. Scotty Scheffler getting ready for the American Express as we sit on the eve of the start of the event. We have a ton of information about the American Express to, to send to you today. First of all, speaking of information, the Bahamas Great Exuma Classic at Sandals Emerald Bay is three of four rounds in. Were you aware of the fact that they are that deep in the tournament? Uh, Corey Sean leads the way after rounds of 70, 72, and then a 64 in the third round yesterday to stand at 10 under par with a one-shot lead over two players. Uh, there, there is, alone in fourth place, Paul Haley at eight under par, two shots adrift, and then a large group at seven under par. Pretty good-sized field. Interesting to me that this event is underway, and to my knowledge, it's not on television anywhere, uh, it, which, which stands in contrast to the fact that this week launches PGA Tour Live, which is uh, ESPN Plus, and there are four digital channels. Uh, Dom, you got some information I know about what's going on with ESPN Plus, and uh, again, I, I, it stands in contrast, a point of interest to me, that from the PGA Tour standpoint, the coverage is quadrupling where on the Corn Ferry Tour, an event that we're used to seeing because this is the event where normally the flags are, are blowing almost halfway over. There's no television coverage at all. Uh, so my first question is, I haven't seen it, Dominic. Have you heard anything about what the plans are for television coverage of the Corn Ferry Tour in 2022? And then we can talk about the ESPN Plus uh, PGA Tour Live. I have not heard anything yet. I don't have all the details on that. Uh, that being said, I will say that this is a unique week because there's a lot of really big-time events on all the tours. True. I mean, you have the LPGA Tour sort of kicking off their season uh, at their Tournament of Champions, which is a huge event, and we'll show you coverage times for that later on. They're going to be on network NBC television on the weekends, which is a very big deal because not every single event on the LPGA Tour is on network television. And obviously you also have uh, the DP World, Tour, DP World Tour, formerly the European Tour, kicking off in Abu yeah. Dhabi with huge names like Rory and Kalmar Kawa. And, you know, we're going to hear from Adam Scott and Tommy Fleetwood later today. Uh, there's a huge field there as well. So there's a lot of really big events going on. And I think this week in particular, it may have just gotten lost in the in the mix. I know that... Golf Channel and NBC are trying to transition some of their programming sort of over to USA Network over the course of this year. And I think we may see some of these types of events sort of being funneled in that direction because there is a lot of golf going on and fans want to see the golf. 
and they want to be able to choose what they want to watch. And we're definitely, we've talked about this for years, Matt, we're leaning, we're, we're heading in a direction where we're going to be able to produce our own golf coverage almost, where if you want to watch the, this tour, you go over to that channel and watch it. If you want to watch featured coverage of, of a particular group or player, uh, you can do that. And to that point, this is an example of PGA Tour Live's coverage of ESPN Plus uh, this week at the American Express. I'm just going to read a couple things because it's a lot. All right. There are four different streams or feeds, if you will. Stream one is, is what they're calling the main feed, and that will be from 12 to 3, and then that switches over to a featured group at 3 o'clock. All these times are Eastern that I'm giving you, by the way. Stream two is a marquee group from 1 to 3, and then it switches over to a feature group from 3 to 7. Stream three is featured groups from 12.45 to 3, and then featured whole from 3 to 7. And then the stream four is featured holes from 12.45 to 3, and then a single featured hole from 3 to 7. If you're watching on the TV side, you can see some marquee groups that we put up there on the screen can't like remember this is sort of a large pro am situation. So Cantley and Scheffler are together with a couple amateurs. Mickelson and Fowler with a couple amateurs. Tony Finau, John Rom, uh, Jason Day, Justin Rose. I'm not sure if all of those groups will specifically be in all these feature group marquee groups that I talked about here. But I'm sure some or all of those will get some coverage at, at the bare minimum on what they're calling the main feed. So there's a lot to cover and there's a lot to watch and there's a lot available. And honestly, Matt, uh, I can't think of any negative, not one, from a golf fan perspective. Like, where is, where is anything bad about any of this? This is no, all it's good great. news. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, as far as the PGA Tour goes, it's, it's just more of more so that you can get it any way you want to. And Don was talking about the DP World Tour, formerly known as the European Tour. They actually get underway at 2 a.m. Eastern time tonight on Golf Channel. So you could go, I believe it was... In a 24-hour span in the days ahead, there's only four hours that, that will not have something live on the air that, that's directly related to golf. We're going to be going through all that with you today, but the first thing I thought I would do is jump into some of the details of this American Express because the history of this event is absolutely fascinating. It's the 63rd edition of the American Express. The inaugural event was played in February of 1960 as this Palm Springs Golf Classic. Arnold Palmer won by three strokes over Fred Hawkins in the 90-hole event. That was his 14th career PGA Tour win, and it was the first of, get this, eight victories that season for Arnold Palmer. He earned $12,000, and his winning total of 338 stood as the tournament record for 17 years. Let that sink in. World Golf Hall of Famer Phil Mickelson, who won the event twice, 2002-2004. He serves as the official tournament host. Now Mickelson served as an honorary ambassador for the event in 17, 18, and 19. His charity, the Mickelson Foundation, is the host organization for the tournament. The tournament is played over three courses. The Pete Dye Stadium course, which is the main host course. The Nicholas Tournament course, both at PGA West and the La Quinta Country Club. Competitors will play one round on each of the three courses during the first three days. The cut will be completed after 54 holes. The stadium course will serve as the host venue. All players making the cut after three rounds play there on the weekend. This year's event is returning to the three-course rotation in 2022, of course, because it it, it was a, a popular uh, three-day pro-am tournament. Don was alluding to the fact that some of these marquee groups are and names are playing alongside of these 
amateur players. The three courses used in the event were the same from 2012 to 2020. Last year was because of COVID. Riverside County, California, the tournament had a smaller footprint. It was only utilized the two courses of PGA West. Also, the Pro-Am, which had been a part of the tournament since its debut in 1960, was not held. The tournament utilized four courses in 1960. From 63 to 2011, five courses were used from 1961 to 1962. This is one of four events this season on the PGA Tour to utilize multiple courses. The other are the RSM Classic, the Farmers Insurance Open, and AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Since its introduction in 1960, the tournament has generated more than $60 million for numerous nonprofit organizations in the Valley. The event was contested over 72 holes for the 11th consecutive year. Prior to 2012, it was a 90-hole event. Do you guys remember that? As of uh, early yesterday morning, the field was 156 players, including three of the top 15 players in the world. Number one ranked John Rahm, number four Patrick Cantlay, and number 14 Scotty Scheffler, who you just heard from. 16 of the top 50 players in the field, 13 past champions are also in the field. Notable winners of the tournament include, as you heard, Arnold Palmer, who won it in 1960, 62, 68, 71, and 73. Note, in 1973, that was the last victory by Arnold Palmer on the PGA Tour. Jack Nicklaus won it in 1963. Billy Casper twice in 65 and 69. Johnny Miller twice as well. John Mahaffey twice. Lanny Watkins in 85. Jay Haas in 88. Peter Jacobson in 90. John Cook twice. Tom Kite in 93. Fred Couples in 98. David Duvall in 99. Interesting that Duvall's name comes up today. Remember, he had that 59 in this event. He gets started on the PGA Tour champions in Hawaii this week. Phil Mickelson won it twice, as noted. Uh, Justin Leonard in 05. Bill Haas won it twice in 10 and 15. Remember, I said earlier, his father also won it. Patrick Reed in 14. John Rahm, of course, in 18. Arnold Palmer was not only the first playing, won the first plane of this event, but he also is the only five-time winner. His victory in 73 over Jack Nicklaus, Johnny Miller, was his 62nd victory. And as I noted, his final win on the PGA Tour of Distinction. Between 1960 and his final year of participation in 2002, he missed this event just once in 1997 when he underwent surgery for prostate cancer on the tournament's final day. In 2001, he shot his age of 71 in the final round, becoming the first man in the event history to do so. He also served as host of the 50th edition of the event in 2009. On January 16th, 2017, the memory of Arnold Palmer was memorialized at the 410th star on the Palm Springs Walk of Stars ceremony. It's about 30 miles northwest of the stadium course. Honorees include entertainers, literary figures, humanitarian, civic figures, military figures, and those who have lived in the greater Palm Springs area and contributed to the community. Palmer owned a house at the nearby Tradition Golf Club as well as the Arnold Palmer's Restaurant for many years. Started in 1992, other notable honorees on the Walk of Stars include Presidents Dwight Eisenhower, Gerald Ford, Ronald Reagan, Merv Griffin, Bob and Dolores Hope, Marilyn Monroe, General George Patton, Elvis Presley, thank you very much, Debbie Reynolds, Donna Shore, Frank Sinatra, and Ken Venturi. Uh, nine players earned their first PGA Tour win at the event, notably Bill Rogers amongst that group. Uh, Pat Perez is in there. I mentioned to you Bill Haas and his multiple wins. The defending champion Siwoo Kim, the only player in tournament history to successfully defend his title, was Johnny Miller in 75 and 76. Shooting a final round 63 sounds familiar to turn a two-stroke deficit into a three-stroke victory. Uh, Miller went on to miss the cut in 77. 
Three have been international winners as well in, in that regard. Bruce Devlin, Jesper Parnovic, Mike Weir, Jonathan Vegas, John Rahm, and Si Woo Kim. Six uh, total. Excluding Arnold Palmer, who won the inaugural event in 1960, only Charlie Hoffman in 2007, Jonathan Vegas in 11, Adam Long in 19 have won on their first appearance. Bill and Jay Haas, remember I mentioned this to you earlier? have both won the tournament with Jay winning in 88 and Bill, Billy winning in 10 and 15. They're one of 10 father-son duos to win on the PGA Tour and are just five father-son duos to win at the same event. The youngest winner in tournament history was Jack Nicholas when he won it in 1963 at 23 years, 13 days. John Rahm was also 23 when he won in 2018. In the 10 years that the event has been contested over 72 holes, the lowest 72 hole scores, Patrick Reed's in 2014, 28 under 260. Reed's first 54 holes score was 27 under par, 189. It set a new PGA Tour record for most strokes under par and was one off the record for the lowest aggregate after 54 holes. The tournament, as I mentioned, was contested over 90 holes. If you remember all this, from 1960 all the way up to 2011, and the record score for 90 holes, I love this part, was 36 under par, 324 aggregate in 2001 by Joe Durant, which is also the PGA Tour record for a low 90-hole score. There are no 90-hole tournaments left on the PGA Tour, so I think that's a record that's going to stand for a very long time. You heard me mention the 59 by David Duvall. That was in the final round of the 1999 PGA's West Palmer Private Course. Uh, amazing. Adam Hadwin had a 59 as well. That was in 2017 at La Quinta Country Club. They're two of 12 sub-60 rounds in PGA Tour history. Duval's 59 is one of three sub-60 rounds that take place in the final round. Remember, Stuart Sink did it with a 59 at the 2010 Military Tribute at the Greenbrier. And Jim Furyk's 58 in the 2016 Travelers Championship. So just kind of a a quick look at some of the history of this thing. I mean, the fact that Bob Hope hosted it for so many years, it was from 1965 until his name was last used in 2011. Hope was one of numerous celebrities, of course, to participate in the event and became chairman of the tournament's board in 1965. He was inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame in 1983 for his services not only to the game, but also what he did at large for the country. Remember when he used to do those shows for the military around the world, oftentimes on holidays himself, and he'd always walk out with a golf club? There's only a few non-golfers who are actually inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame. Other notable ones include Bing Crosby, Donna Shore, President Dwight D. Eisenhower, President, President George H.W. Bush, for example. Hope swung his first club in 1927. He began playing regularly in 1930. He remained passionate about the game until his death on July 27th. 2003, almost two months after his 100th birthday. His stand-up routines, movies, television specials made him one of the most recognized entertainers in the world. He entertained troops, as I mentioned, during the holiday season for 22 years, performing for American armed forces in places such as Japan, Korea, Thailand, and Vietnam. His last overseas performance for troops was during the Gulf War In 1991, he was honored with more than 1,000 awards and citations for humanitarian and professional efforts that he made. Although he frequently joked about his various weaknesses on the golf course, he was an accomplished golfer who had a handicap as low as four during his youth. He played in the 1951 
Amateur Championship at Royal Porth Call in Wales, losing his match 2-1 to Christopher Fox of Hull, England. His theme song, Thanks for the Memories, was first sung by Hope in the movie Big Broadcast of 1938. He was a professional boxer as a youth, fighting under the name Packy East. He was once a part owner of both the Cleveland Indians and the Los Angeles Rams. Just a fascinating individual. Uh, I actually had an opportunity to interview Bob Hope when he came out to what was then the Greater Hartford Open. There's the photo. I had him the next year uh, autograph it for me. Uh, It was then known as the Greater Hartford Open Sammy Davis Jr. No, it was the Sammy Davis Jr. Greater Hartford Open, to give it its proper name. And that photo that you're looking at was taken, I believe, in 1983, if memory serves me. Uh, I was I was actually a kid in school. I had to get a letter from my mom to get released from school to, to go to the event. And I was what they called a stringer, uh, which basically means you work for free, but you gain experience. For a local radio station, you can see the mic flag that I have in front of Bob Hope. The name of the, the call letters of the radio station was W-I-N-E, wine. So if you're a wine aficionado, there you go. It was, it was pretty cool to meet him. He's an absolute legend in, in every way. I find it interesting that Bob Hope, with, with, the, with the nose that was so legendary on that man, was, was a champion boxer at that. Very cool indeed. So we've got a lot coming up for you on the uh, Fairways Life Show today. We're really excited about what we have in store with the names that you're going to hear from Adam Scott and Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, Michelle Wee and Daniel Kang also addressed the media. Remember, I'm going to go through all the golf, where you can get it, how you can get it. I'll keep you up to speed on this leaderboard as it continues to develop on the Corn Ferry Tour as well. So there's much to go through. And don't forget, we are going to go through some really cool stuff on our national show. Fairways of Life will air nationally again this weekend. Uh, we have affiliates all over the country, uh, and they include NBC Sports. Uh, they also include Bally Sports, uh, AT&T Sportsnet, a Nesson, et cetera, et cetera. They go, it goes on and on so that you can get it. It's in 100 million homes around the country. We're getting a great response from you guys, but I can tell you what we're going to feature this week because I'm super excited about it. It goes back to the fact that the PJ Tour Superstore for years has had their training summit. And as you guys know, I've covered the training summit for Golf Channel and we broadcast this show. And when we were just on the audio side, we broadcast from all of these different training summits. Well, with COVID this year, they canceled it. So we have reached out to all of these equipment companies so that we can show you exactly what they have on offer. And I can tell you, you've heard about the new Stealth Driver from TaylorMade. We're going to give you the what's for. We're going to show you what exactly it is, this carbon wood approach that they have taken with the Stealth Driver. The new Rogue from Callaway, we're going to go into the details on that as well. Plus, we've got some more really cool, amazing products to show you, which also includes golf balls. So that's all coming up on our weekend show. If you log on to fairwaysoflife.com, you pretty much can see and get details of where we are, when we are. But as far as the national show goes, I would encourage you to check your local listings on some and all of those networks. Whoever serves your particular area, uh, just look up Fairways of Life with Matt Adams and you can see the details of the same. The Fairways of Life show is presented by the PGA Tour Superstore A4 mentioned. PGATourSuperstore.com is a great place to get started because you can see the full breadth and width of all their lines, and that is in particular when it comes to things like apparel, but I have a feeling you'll also find it to be of benefit with things like wedges that come in a variety of different lofts and sole grinds and bounces that may be of service to you. Understand 
what type of game you have in terms of what your angle of ascent is, what type of turf conditions that you play off, and it can help you with some of those variables. We're happy to help you out with those details, too. More of the Fairways of Life show coming up right after this. It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the Bridgestone Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try Bridgestone's Tour Bs, the Tour Ball reinvented. Let's face it, there's no better feeling than getting new golf gear, and where you get your golf gear matters. PGA Tour Superstore is America's number one golf retailer. Whatever you're looking for, they have it. And you can get custom fit. You can shop online or safely in their stores. At the PGA Tour Superstore, you'll always find golf's biggest brands and all the latest equipment right at your fingertips. If you need it or want it, they've got it. Log on to PGATourSuperstore.com to upgrade your game today. Ireland is home to over 400 courses, including a third of the world's natural links and a selection of exceptional championship courses in amazing locations, as well as hosting the prestigious Ryder Cup, Solheim Cup, and the Open. Experience golf like you never have before from Royal Port Rush, Royal County Down, Port Marnock, Lahinch, Valley Bunyan, or Tralee. Let yourself be embraced by the culture and history and feel the warmth of the Irish people who will make you feel as though you have not left home, but returned to it. For more information, log on to Ireland.com. The Fairways of Life show is live every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Time on YouTube and the Fairways of Life apps. We'll take you inside of the game with interviews, news, discussion, instruction, travel, equipment. You'll get it all and so much more. Join us on one of our fan trips to a dream destination, or maybe you'll even win some new golf clubs as part of our monthly giveaways. Download the Fairways of Life apps and subscribe on YouTube now. It's free, live, and 24-7 on demand. No limits, no cost. Just golf. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. Created without the constraints of time or money, PXG Golf Clubs are the most technologically advanced available today. And they are a perfect union of art, science, and engineering. And the PXG experience is unlike any you've had before. After you've been custom fit, your clubs will be built to exacting standards and your exact specs in the USA. So when you hear it, you know. PXG. Nobody builds golf clubs the way we do. Period. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show this Wednesday, uh, the eve of a lot of golf coming your way, which we're going to go through in just a little bit here. Uh, let's take a look at the press conference schedule of who is addressing the media today at the American Express, because as you heard me just run through, there's some really big names, including world number one, John Rahm is uh, participating in the American Express, a former winner of the event. And here you can see 
Uh, John is scheduled to address the media at 10 a.m. These are local times today. Uh, Siwoo Kim at 2.30, Patrick Cantlay at 3.30, and Phil Mickelson, the host, is to be determined, but he will be addressing the media as well. Now, at the Abu Dhabi HSBC Championship, uh, it is a huge event. It's the start of the Rolex Series in 2022 on what used to be called the European Tour, the DP World Tour. Now, uh, Tommy Fleetwood, who turns 31 years old today, had a chance to address, you know, how excited he is to be back and getting going again and how he wants his game to come around. It's always exciting um, to get back. Uh, you know, like generally most of the guys have had quite a, you know, a little bit of time off over Christmas and New Year. And um, I think like Abu Dhabi and everything is just associated with um, the start of, of, the new, of the new year on, on the tour and everything. And yeah, exciting things, um, you know, new name and everything, but still job's the same and we come out here, see the same guys and um, just look forward to, to playing. And really the first event, like, you never quite know what you're going to come out with, but um, you just look forward to getting back out playing and getting the juices flowing and seeing what comes. Just uh, get better. Um, last year wasn't um, the year that, that I would have wanted. I um, feel like I know what I have to do. I feel like um, I've got a good plan, and then you just go out and um, execute and, and enjoy the ride, enjoy the game. So um, looking forward to getting started. I think, um, I guess the consistency of doing the right things, I think this game is, um, you know, you don't really get, many breaks and you don't get that much time to reflect as the year goes on so it all kind of even though it's like a year-long uh race if you like in in sort of both order of merits it, it goes very quickly and um I, I think it's easy to search and and try and find that magic ingredient like every day or or every week and um i think just the consistency of doing the right things and having the right plan is what um i'm really focused on this year and then um yeah obviously trying to get back to where I feel like I can be and should be and, and try and push on from there. Had an opportunity to speak with, happy birthday, by the way, to Tommy Fleetwood turning 31 years old. Had an opportunity to speak over the holiday season with Adam Scott. It wasn't for a broadcast for a show here. It was just it, having a, a long-form conversation with him about, we were actually talking about the 2012 Open, if you recall. That was the one that, in fairness, he let slip away. It was won ultimately by Ernie Els, which is always a tough way to, to, you know, players tend to bristle uh, when they say that one player lost an event versus one player won the event. And, and I do think that's a fair criticism. But by his own account, uh, Adam Scott feels like that was one that, that slipped away from him. Uh, and it, it was interesting to speak to him now because as Adam Scott is, is entering very much uh, the back nine of his career, at least as a, as a PGA Tour player. And in fact, he could be on maybe even the 13th or 14th hole, in fairness, maybe maybe a little more. Uh, it, it's this opportunity this week for us to hear from Adam Scott, who is spending the winter, and I presume he spent the holidays there as well with his, home, with his family in Switzerland, uh, where he comes back and it kind of looks like he was spending some time chilling out but uh, Adam Scott talked about the fact that it is nice to be back out into the Middle East and being a part of the field at the Abu Dhabi event. Yes well it's been a long time since I've uh, played on the European now DP World Tour and uh, it's nice to be back out here in the Middle East at this time of year out of the cold and uh, a new venue here at Yas. It's going to be a great week the course is fantastic and I'm looking to get the year off to a hot start. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I've worked really hard on, on many things in the game, in uh, 
things that affect my game around me and having that balance right and and I think you know just staying really positive there's obviously been so many challenges for everyone the last few years and um, not kind of letting that get you down and just remember that every time you get to the golf course is a great opportunity. Yeah, well, I have changed some things. Yeah, it was a frustrating year, and that was kind of following on from what I was just saying about getting a bit better balance uh, given the circumstances everywhere around the world. And a big change for me is joining the DP uh, World Tour, starting the year here. It's been a lot of years since I played in the Middle East, but I've had some success winning in this region a couple of times in the past. Uh, So a change in schedule, a fresh start, it all feels really good for me. Adam Scott. So I, I, I hope he plays well. He's had some good finishes over the last couple of years. It's just interesting. The reason why I mentioned the conversation with him was because if you look at what he has accomplished, he won in 2020, but if you look at his accomplishments over the last couple of years, it doesn't seem that bad, but we have to understand that he has a standard of expectation for himself and that is the thing that he hasn't been entirely satisfied with. So we'll see how it works out for him. A guy now in his early 40s uh, playing on tour, he still has that beautiful golf swing, only at times he is, of course, vexed by the putter. The Hilton Grand Vacations event, the Tournament of Champions, is taking place this week in Orlando. Michelle we spoke, and remember, she was qualified from back in 2018. And... When she was qualified because of injury, she couldn't play, et cetera, et cetera. So it kept getting pushed to this year because when I heard that she was in the field, my first natural reaction was I couldn't remember that she was qualified for 18 and it kept getting deferred. So Michelle, we spoke to to the media about how excited she is to be back. You know, I'm so excited to be here. You know, I'm just kind of enjoying this week, using it as like a celebration of my win. Um, and, you know, finally being able to play in this tournament after maternity leave, um, I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, um, you know, priorities have definitely shifted. Um, you know, before her, golf was my number one priority. Um, and I ate, slept, breathed, everything golf. And now, you know, it's her, you know, even the reason why, you know, I'm playing is because of her. Um, But it's been really fun. It's been really fun to see her grow. Um, And she has the funniest little character. So she keeps us entertained. Oh, it's very different. You know, it was very, um, you know, if I played well, if I didn't play well, you know, that was like, the end all right you know I felt like my whole mood surrounded on that but you know I see I see her smile I chase after her and everything kind of just disappears um you know and you know my main goal is to hopefully be a good role model for her so you know that's why I'm kind of really focused on the business end you know I'm playing golf I just yeah I just I guess I just want to make her proud and just be a good example um I guess and but um I don't know it's just I can't really explain it. It's more like an inner feeling kind of thing. Um, but there is really no prouder moment than, you know, watching her, you know, try something over and over again and then finally succeeding. It's, it's really cool to watch. Michelle, we part of the field at the Hilton Grand Vacations Tournament of Champions. So is Daniel Kang. When she addressed the media, she spoke about a variety of different subjects, including the fact that she took an extended break, getting phone calls from Mike Wan, uh, the fact that when she's been competing, as young as she is, but when she's been competing, the purses and the opportunities and the ratings continue to improve and where her game is at right now and what her thoughts are. Remember, she was in a playoff in this event last year. 
It was really nice, but I actually traveled a lot for the first three weeks. Uh, I went to visit, see a lot of my friends. I did go to New York for less than 24 hours. Um, I told a former commish that I'm going to restrict his number now because every time I answer his call, he asks me to fly somewhere. But it's great news, though. USGA has partnered up with ProMedica, and now we have $10 million purse, so no complaints there. Every year that I've competed out here, I know that we've been progressing in the right direction and the purses are getting bigger, we're getting more TV ratings, um, more TV times. I believe that, you know, in five to ten years to come, I don't know where we would be, but hopefully that we've done our part and just keep growing the game like we normally do. I'm always uncomfortable. I have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, as my brother says. I, um, I've done some really good work this offseason. I'm happy with the progress, but I'm not where I want to be yet. So that doesn't mean that I can't compete. I know where my game's at. Um, but physically, physiology, uh, mental, physical, all of it, it's, it's in the correct direction. But I'm excited to play. Um, it's not quite solid yet, but it's better than it was. So it's good. I actually have a sports psychologist named Micah, and he actually helps me really check into the present moment. Um, I'm always uncomfortable. We've, re- we've figured that out. But trying to have that second or two seconds of just comfort and bringing back to the present moment is something that I work on every day. Um, I actually slept over at uh, Amy Yang's house last night. I'm going to throw her under the bus here because she made me meditate and stare at nothing for 20 minutes yesterday. <laughs> that was difficult. <laughs> I go, 20 minutes? <laughs> what? So I just, she just made me sit there. Took my phone away, everything. I just... I don't know how she does it, but things like that that you have to work on. That's my favorite story of everything we heard today. Daniel Kang saying she was staring into nothing for 20 minutes. That If anyone that knows Daniel Kang knows that had to be very hard for her to do. Uh, speaking of birthdays, how about Jack Nicklaus turning 82 years old on Friday? So happy birthday to the great Jack Nicklaus, the all-time 18 wins in major championships, and he has that number higher because he includes his U.S. amateurs as well. So sometimes uh, over the years, uh, Jack Nicklaus would refer to his majors as being 20, and that's probably fair to do. If he's Jack Nicklaus, he can define it any way he wants to. When we come back, we're going to define for you how, when, and where you can get your golf coming up this week, and it is stout. Stay with us. Huh, Ridgeback. Ridgeback, that's pretty cool. So it's a brace for the face. Ridgeback. Like the dog? I'm, I'm really a cat guy. So what is it? The best feeling and longest metal that you'll ever hit. Is that Bernhard? Oh, great. Langer. <laughs> you know why I play Tour Edge? Because I win with it. Pound for pound, nothing comes close. Created without the constraints of time or money, PXG Golf Clubs are the most technologically advanced available today, and they are a perfect union of art, science, and engineering. And the PXG experience is unlike any you've had before. After you've been custom fit, your clubs will be built to exacting standards and your exact specs in the USA. So when you hear it, you know. PXG. Nobody builds golf clubs the way we do, period. Here at Boyne Golf, each course tells its own story about friends, about challenges, 
about unforgettable moments. This is Michigan's Magnificent Ten. Golf as pure as it gets. The Fairways of Life show is live every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Time on YouTube and the Fairways of Life apps. We'll take you inside of the game with interviews, news, discussion, instruction, travel, equipment. You'll get it all and so much more. Join us on one of our fan trips to a dream destination or maybe you'll even win some new golf clubs as part of our monthly giveaways. Download the Fairways of Life apps and subscribe on YouTube now. It's free, live, and 24-7 on demand. No limits, no cost, just golf. Even though we're in Texas, we don't believe that bigger is always better. At Ben Hogan Golf, we believe in something called micromanufacturing, a concept Mr. Hogan taught us long ago. It's a belief that handcrafting golf clubs one at a time to your exacting specifications is the reason we make some of the best quality and best performing equipment in the world. And we don't believe in big prices. That's why we only sell directly to you at BenHoganGolf.com. Let's face it, there's no better feeling than getting new golf gear, and where you get your golf gear matters. PJ Tour Superstore is America's number one golf retailer. Whatever you're looking for, they have it. And you can get custom fit. You can shop online or safely in their stores. At the PJ Tour Superstore, you'll always find golf's biggest brands and all the latest equipment right at your fingertips. If you need it or want it, they've got it. Log on to PGATourSuperstore.com to upgrade your game today. back to the Fairways of Life show on this Wednesday, sitting on the eve of all this golf about to get underway, and it's not that many hours away to when it will get underway, even though that play will be officially on a Thursday time zone's impact, and I'm talking about the DP World Tours HSBC Championship. They'll be the first one to kick it off. It starts uh, tonight on Golf Channel. You can catch the live coverage from 2 a.m. Eastern time, and that will be the live coverage time all the way through the finish of the tournament. So if you get up early or if you go to bed really late, again, I know that we're being watched in time zones uh, all over the world, so it depends on where you are and when. But if you get Golf Channel for your coverage, it's starting at 2 a.m. Eastern time. So it's a great opportunity to see the golf on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for the Abu Dhabi HSBC a championship that is a DP World Tour event, the new name of the European Tour. It is also a Rolex Series event, so it has a marquee status on the DP World Tour. As for the American Express on the PGA Tour, coverage of the American Express can be found on Golf Channel, and the start time is the same every day. It is 13 hours later. Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time is when the coverage will be starting of the American Express on Golf Channel. As we mentioned to you earlier when we, we kicked off the show today, PGA Tour Live is on four different feeds now, four different feeds starting this week, and that, that is new from 2022 because of the new relationship with ESPN+. Plus. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, coverage kicks off at noontime each of those four days. And then again, there are those various feeds. If you have ESPN+, Plus, you can literally choose which one of those feeds that you wish to watch. A PGA Tour radio on Thursday and Friday will be starting at 1 p.m. 
Eastern Time on Saturday and on Sunday. It starts at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, and PGA Tour Radio can be heard on the PGA Tour app. It can be heard on PGATour.com. Both of those sites are free, and they work great all over the world. Uh, Or if you subscribe to the National Satellite Service, Sirius XM, you can hear it there as well. The LPGA Tour, the Hilton Grand Vacations Tournament of Champions, that will start Thursday and Friday at noontime on Golf Channel. Saturday and Sunday, it's split between us and NBC. Uh, I guess that's us and us. 2 p.m. on Golf Channel, 3 p.m. on NBC, and then Sunday, 1.30 on Golf Channel and 2 p.m. on NBC. Again, all of these times that I'm giving you are Eastern time. The PGA Tour Champions Mitsubishi Electric Championship. Great field there. It includes Tom Watson playing in Hawaii again. It also, as I mentioned earlier in the show, includes David Duvall making his debut on the PGA Tour Champions. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, well into prime time. The coverage will be from 7 p.m. Eastern time. And there you can see with these huge windows of live coverage, there will be live coverage devoted to golf of one way, shape, or form all the way up until 10 p.m., and then it starts again at 2 a.m. So you have a four-hour window. Get your rest and get ready for all that lies in store. I hope everything that lies in store for you on this Wednesday is good and safe, and we look forward to sharing your company again tomorrow. Until then, goodbye for now.